no matter what you do, how smart you are, how well you run your business, the underlying like recipe for success is longevity. All right, my friends, the Ultimate OD Podcast. Today, we're talking about goals for 2024. I have a different take on it. You're going to want to hear this. We have the closing thought of the episode. It comes down to your breathing. Trust me, you need to hear this. This is the Ultimate OD Podcast. Here we go. All right, my friends, the Ultimate OD Podcast. Thank you for all the emails and uh, feedback you've been giving me. There's a ton of stuff coming in. And as I think about feedback, I'm trying to slow my pace of talking. I know that I talk fast, but that's because I'm excited and I love what I'm talking about. However, I do know that sometimes, even at one time speed, I can come across as a little excited. So I'm going to work really hard to talk a little bit slower and give you a better listening experience. However, the content will not change. It's still going to blow your mind and hopefully uh, make you a better doctor. Or at least give you uh, something to think about if you're trying to start your own practice or just do more than you're doing right now. So I want you get to get from A to B to C. I'm gonna help you move all the way down the alphabet. Let's get started. That being said, I'm gonna start off with this comment and I heard this earlier this week and I thought it was just very enlightening, very eye-opening. And I think it's something that we're gonna use as the foundation for our podcast today. It's Struggling does not mean you are failing. Okay? Think about that. Let it resonate. Struggling does not mean you are failing. How often do we start something new or we go down a different path, we start a practice, we expand, add a specialty, try to hire new staff, try to change the schedule, and it's hard. It doesn't go smoothly. You have this plan. You think it's going to be really easy or at the very least, it's going to work. And it doesn't. You have hiccups along the way and it just isn't what you thought it'd be. Now, the difference between you being successful and the difference between you, you know, and that failing, uh, I, I would say I'm thinking roller coaster, but it's something where it just keeps it's failing Groundhog's Day. Where if it gets hard, it doesn't go the way you want, what do you do? Right? I'm not going to lie to you. When I was trying to add a specialty, trying to advance my level of care, sports vision, ortho K, specialty lenses, like I would pick a new topic try to get excited about it, go after it for about six months if we were lucky, realize it didn't resonate with my patient base, and I'd move on and find something new, right? The perpetual flywheel of adjusting and adapting and trying to get different a different way to grow the practice, right? But if you're really committed to something, if you embrace the struggle you will succeed. The thing that I don't think we realize 
in the business that we're in is that no matter what you do, how smart you are, how well you run your business, the underlying like recipe for success is longevity. Consistently showing up and doing the work day after day after day. Now, I'm going to elaborate that on that a little bit in a second, but think about that. Just consistency of showing up, not hitting the reset button every single time you struggle will make you successful. I know it sounds simple, but it really is that simple for what we do. Okay. Now with it being the new year, we got a lot of these, you know, set your goal, set your resolution. What are you going to do in 2024? Best year ever. Smart goals, grow 10%, right? You've heard a lot of cliches, a lot of things that are thrown out there. And you all know, be, I'm going to, let's make some noise here. Like they're dumb. Goals are dumb. These are dumb, right? Why are you doing that? Like if you say, I think every single office wants to grow 10%, right? There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm going to look at you and ask you why, why do you want to grow? What's the underlying purpose? And I think if you actually get to that why, it goes back to my original statement of struggling does not mean you're failing, right? If you really care about something, if you really enjoy something, if it is a passion of yours, you know why you're doing it. And you don't quit when there's a struggle, right? But if you're a practice that says, I want this outcome. I want to make a lot of money. I want to work the hours I want to work. I don't want to see patients on these days. I'm not going to do it this way or that. You're going to get some road bumps and you're going to invariably quit or be miserable or burn out or just not enjoy what you're doing. But if you have a goal of making your life the way you want it to be, for example, I want to be able to be at all my kids' games, coach teams if I have the opportunity. I don't want to be in the exam lane 24-7. Well, that's one of my goals here is to start practicing the way I want to practice now. Not 10 years down the road, do it now. And I've set up my schedule to be a little bit different and I'm practicing in such a way that it's actually more fun. I'm giving better patient care. I'm seeing less patients an hour, but my care is better. My revenue per patient's better. I'm doing less work in my mind. It's crazy, right? And it's because I want that lifestyle. I want to do what I want to do. And it's not only the lifestyle that I want outside the practice, it's how I want to practice inside it. When I'm doing a dry eye or blepharitis evaluation, I want to have that time with the patient. When I'm seeing a patient for primary care, I want to talk to them about their overall eye health, the nutraceuticals that they can take, the ways they can keep their lids clean to prevent dry eye, to have healthy, better vision. And I enjoy having those conversations. It's something that I've really learned that resonates with me. And when I practice that way, it's enjoyable, right? So again, grow 10%, do this or that. What is your why? Why are you doing it? Now, all this 
coming coming back full circle, and I'm I'm sorry if I'm going a little bit off tangent a little bit, but the 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 all underlying theme is we struggle, and if you're not pot committed, if you're not doing something you love and enjoy, you're gonna be miserable because you're gonna hit the reset button and you won't get any benefit of the time you've put in and you'll constantly be starting over. Okay. And a lot of that stems from the goals we're setting for ourselves. We're measuring ourselves with someone else's ruler. What do you want? How do you want to practice? What do you want out of your life? Okay. Now raising canes. I've never been to a raising canes, but I've read a lot about it the past week and it's a pretty cool little restaurant if you will and starting in LSU uh just a business plan that he made and got a bad grade on it but it's thriving it's doing well and his mission his devotion is being incredibly simplistic in what they offer they don't even offer ranch I don't think they have lettuce I, I that's what I read. I know they don't offer ranch, but they have simple processes and procedures that they follow. They have 550 um, stores, I believe, and they're, none of them are, all of them are corporate owned. And I read, and again, this could be right, it could be wrong, but it's illustrating the point I'm trying to make is they're well-staffed, they're functioning, and the morale of their company is high. The culture is good. It's because they know what they do. They know why they do it. And they do that well. Consistently showing up and doing the work. So how can I put a pretty bow on this whole talk is when you're struggling, realize that that's part of the game. That's part of the journey. If it was easy, you'd look for something more difficult. You get bored. You're like, oh, this is too easy. I need to find a way to make this a little harder. I'm making too much money right now. Life is too easy. Let me add a specialty. Let me buy this piece of equipment. When it's easy, we look for the struggle. To get the victory from that struggle, you have to see it through. And that's where we're falling short, is that we see the shiny object, we see the struggle. We think we have the will to make it through, but we're not pot committed. We're not invested. It's not speaking to our why, our core. Okay? So what I want you to do for the start of 2024 is look at what you want out of your practice. How do you want to operate? And I've said this in past episodes, you get three things. And that's if you're lucky, if you do it really well. What are the three things that you are going to do well? And then shut off all the noise. Focus on those three things and make them yours. Be the raising canes of optometry and just do it well. I've seen the light. I've seen what I am trying to create with the Rejuvenation Dry Center, how I operate in family vision optical with my focus on ocular health and wellness and a just awesome optical. Those three things. We're going to kill that dry eye ocular surface disease space. We're going to emphasize ocular health and wellness in every visit. And our optical is going to be amazing. 
and that's what I'm going to do day in, day out for the next decade, right? If not longer. And I'm fine with that. I have fun doing it. And I'm getting rid of a lot of the noise on the side, right? What is the noise that you want to get rid of? Leave a comment below of things that you've started, that the struggle is happening, and it's not worth it for you to fight through. And follow that up with an email, a comment of what you are going to focus on, and tell me your why. Even if you aren't quite sure, the process of thinking about what I just told you will get you further ahead in 2024 than any superficial, cliched goal that you put out there of grow 10% or X, Y, or Z. But make it about your why and you will succeed. I know I'm seeing it happen in my practice. I want it to happen in yours. We'll have more for you next week. Where, oh where, has the time gone? We are to the closing thought of the episode. And today I will leave you with this fun fact that I kind of gathered in my eccentricities that are, are my life. So when we are asleep, we have a respiration rate. And believe it or not, that respiration rate should be between 10 to 13 breaths per minute or something like that. If you're 13 to 14, you're on the high end. If you're 15 or more, you're overstimulated. Now, this respiration rate, when you're that 15 or more, these are the people that always have to do something. They always have to be working out or whatnot. And the reason for that is when they're working out, now their respiration rate matches their activity level and everything starts to line up. But when they're sedentary, when they're not doing anything and they have that high respiration, it feels off. They don't feel right. Now, Dr. Andy Galpin is the one that I got that from. He's a sports physiologist. Great, uh, great listen. If you ever get a chance to listen to him on any of the podcasts, he's actually coming out with another his own podcast called Perform. And he looks at maximizing your physical potential as an athlete. Well, I, again, there's better ways to measure your respiration rate, but I have a Garmin watch that I wear when I sleep, and I'm right around that 14 breaths per minute, and I am the person that needs to work out to feel comfortable. Well, what that's telling me is my overall input level, my, my activity, my stress, I'm too amped up, right? I need to relax. I need some woosa, if you know bad boys too, right? I need to just relax a little bit and that's hard for me because how do I relax I work out I run I do exactly what he says that person does so I'm working really hard on trying to calm my mind to slow things down to relax now whether this is going to be something I figure out I hope it is or something I constantly deal with most likely I thought it was enlightening, and honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, my guess is your respiration rate is over that 13 mark. You're probably in the 14 to 15s because you're a type A individual that wants to be better at what they do. We all need to get better. This is me helping you help me help you. That's what I have. Dr. Lily out.